All right, Jabronis, we're back. Welcome back to the Libretti Podcast Diary Show. I'm your host, Libretti. Uh, thanks for being here. Hope everyone had a good week. I just got back from New York City uh, working there, so I'll talk about that a little bit. But um, I want to you know, make a couple quick announcements. So the upgrade to the studio is going to be happening very soon. We got the, the camera set up going on over here with the new camera. It's going to be our only camera for now. Still working out the kinks of the audio video issues, so uh, bear with us here, but that's going to be uh, the permanent thing going forward. And uh, also, I got the desk from my parents that I told you I was going to uh, ask them for, get, the, get from them. So it's a nice, sweet, antique, 100-year-old wood desk. I'll get that set up. I'll put that together. I'll get everything up and running. Uh, so hopefully by next week, we'll have a new setup. No more casting couch. Maybe I'll have some better decorations up in the wall behind. Maybe like a meet the Fockers wall of gay situation with all my little league trophies and other participation crap that I got. So uh, big things coming in that regard. Um, also, I want to give a quick shout out to my alma mater uh, in high school, Scene Hall Prep. Got this uh, sweet hat from them and a couple other cool things. I love this stuff. I love uh, getting their their merchandise, their merch. Only thing is this hat, I kind of look like a penis with this hat on, honestly. Did I ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? Um, it kind of shrunk on me for some reason. I guess all the olive oil and sweat shrunk it a little bit. So now it kind of is starting to get like a yarmulke size on me. So I don't know if they got to up their game and who they're getting their hats manufactured by or I got to stop greasing up everything and shrinking it. Either way, that's the only gripe I have about this hat. Otherwise, thanks a lot, SHP. All right. What's uh we got a lot to talk about, so let's just uh step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right, this week's cage fact is sponsored by Louis D's Tailgate Bratwursts. With the NFL season fast approaching, now's the time to stock up on the go-to brat brand of New York Giants tailgates, Louis D's. With brats bigger than your pishkadil. Louis D's is the place to go for brat daddies. Visit www.longandthick.com and use the promo code JUICY to get 6% off your first order of Louis D's brats. So there you go. Louis D's, I remember having those when I was younger, back living in Jersey, going to Giants games. Uh, they were out of this world. So use the code word JUICY. Get yourself 6% off on a good deal on some brat daddies. All right. Okay, cage fact. So as you know, we talked about how Nick Cage purchased that pyramid tomb in New Orleans for himself to get buried in and to be, you know, like a, like a king, a, you know, an Egyptian king or what have you, a pharaoh, that's what it was. So he got that. He also purchased back in 2007, I think he still owns it, maybe, he purchased a, a haunted mansion. This is actually a famous mansion or a notorious haunted mansion that has been on all the ghost shows and all that crap. But this was a 19th century uh, mansion. It was owned by a serial killer uh, by the name of Madame LaLaurie. I think I'm pronouncing that right, hopefully. Um, she, you know, she was around in the 1800s, and apparently she serial killed all the slaves that she owned back in the day, and that their souls and their ghosts are haunting this mansion. 
So, of course, Nick Cage had to purchase this. I don't think there's anything more Nick Cage of a thing to do is to purchase a haunted mansion to live in and then in death, right across the street, secure your place in immortality in a pharaoh's tomb. I think that's a killer combination. It's a very Cage-esque combination, uh, and I'm all for it. But then again, I'm all for anything Nick Cage does, so what the hell do I know, all right? But let's just move on, okay? That was the Cage fact. Thank you, Louis D's Brats, for that one. All right, Stugats of the Week. Let's move on. This week's Stugats is the speakerphone conversation in public girl. Now, there was a lot of options for me to go with, you know, for the Stugats of the Week, seeing all the the rabble going on in New York and all the, the weirdos that, that you experience. But uh, this week, this, this pick, uh, I think, was pretty obvious. We all know who this jabroni is. Um, actually, my friend, my, you know, a fan of the show, a coworker, he was telling me about it and how frustrated he was by these type of people while I was experiencing it in the city, live, in New York, seeing people on their phone speaker, they're in the middle of public, phone is in hand with it up to their mouth only. They're yelling at the phone for everybody to hear them, everything they're saying. The person on the other line is also yelling so that you can hear everything they're saying because I, when you can't hear something, you, you yell louder thinking that they also can't hear. It's some weird dynamic that we have in phone conversations that we do so everybody's yelling and we hear it all the public hears it all she doesn't give a shit nobody gives a shit on who's around them or what they're talking about if it's appropriate or not it could be in, in, you know in the group of a middle middle of a group of kids i don't know what i just said middle of a group of kids and melanie's still screaming doesn't give a shit Completely inconsiderate, also lazy. Why are they lazy? Because they don't want to put their phone up to their ear. And you think, oh, well, they're exerting force by holding their phone up to their mouth, so they're not really being lazy. Check that. Here's what they're doing, folks. They got their phone in their hand. They got their elbow tucked in under their ribs like a kickstand so that their elbow rests into their body and that the phone lays right in front of their faces, in front of their mouths, so that they don't have to exert any force whatsoever. Their, their muscles are not being used. It's resting nice and tucked in on their, their stomach fat so that they can talk, so that they don't have to use an ounce of effort or any muscle whatsoever to talk. So they're not putting it up to their ear where they actually have to use force and do something with their lives. Right here, tucked in by their mouths. All those in podcast land, go check out the video. I'm, I'm explaining it in video form for everybody. So it's completely lazy. That's where the laziness comes in. And are they ever talking about anything appropriate? Is a topic ever appropriate or mature or something that should be talked about in public for everybody to hear? No, it's not. It's usually maybe one of like two topics. It's usually like a girl, you know, maybe she's 
Maybe she's bitching out her boyfriend because he did something stupid. Like he accidentally looked at another human being that wasn't her. So now she has to lay into him for it. Or, you know, sometimes the other topic is usually girls are talking to each other. Her, you know, BFFs are chatting up. The boyfriend, you know, they think he's cheating. Maybe he's not, but they think he is. So they're going to play, they're planning their revenge. You hear the person on the other line, you don't need no man. It's always tossed out there in every one of those conversations. That's how you know they're scheming. You know exactly what they're talking about as soon as you hear that tossed around. And it's for everybody to see, you know, they're cursing up a storm. The children are crying. They don't know what's going on. Everybody's hearing everything. And Melanie doesn't give a shit about any of it. And it's not just women. I know I'm talking about women, but that's only because men do not do the speakerphone thing very often. They just don't. They do something only slightly less pompous and inconsiderate they do the Bluetooth headset or the earpiece. How you doing? Why is that also just as lazy though? Well, it's not for any sort of like uh, convenience. Like they have to need, they need a hands-free situation. No, they got their phone in their hand in one hand. And if they have the headset in like the Apple iPad, old school wire, headset with the microphone hanging down they're using their other hand to push the microphone up to their mouth so that they can talk and you can hear them better so it's not a hands-free requirement that they need to be driving or carrying bags or anything like that it's a it's once again a laziness thing they don't want to put their phone up to their ear to talk so they put these stupid speakers in or they put the dumb wrap around the ear bluetooth headset so Kent can talk to Chad about the bulls and the bears and what's going on in the market and look at my cool headset in my suit and my cufflinks and I'm an asshole. It's no different. It's just slightly, slightly more considerate because you don't hear Chad on the other end. Whereas Melanie and Beatrice, you hear both of them flapping their dick suckers for everybody to hear. Maybe the Stugatsu of the Week should have been both of these assholes. My bad, guys. I should have been, you know, I should have thought of that better. But that's the Sugats of the Week. That's it. I don't want to get more into it because I'm getting hot and bothered. Um, and that's that. So let's move on to Jabroni Junction. So, like, as I said, you know, I, I was in New York City this past week for work. I was staying in the city in a hotel. And overall, you know, it was a very disappointing experience. The leadership in New York City currently has, has taken the city back, I don't know, like 15 to 16 steps from where it was, you know, when Giuliani and even Bloomberg and all the previous leaders of the past 15, 20 years have brought it. It's, all, it's back. Back to where it was in the early 90s, late 80s, when it was a shithole and nobody wanted to be around there at night. I used to love, as a kid, going into the city with my family, and even as a young, brainless, dickless high school and college student with my friends to go in the city, you know, go hang out, go see the sights, hit the restaurants, walk around, just take it all in. Not anymore. Now there's trash everywhere. 
the sidewalk's got trash bags and litter just all across it. There's bums everywhere. If there's a trash bag or a pile of trash, you can expect to be a homeless bum hanging out in that same pile, using it as like a, a tent and a beanbag chair. No, no cops around. Cops are not allowed to do anything. They're not allowed to be police. They're not allowed to arrest people, stop crime, stop traffic, stop, you know, traffic violators, nothing. No sign of them in the area I was in, in Chelsea, you know, Midtown area. So crime is rampant. It's skyrocketed immensely in the past month or two. It's, da- it's dangerous. I, didn't go, you know, I, I went out one night to go get dinner, and I, I ran back to my room, and I was like, never again this week. I'm ordering from Grubhub, and I'm staying safe and sound in my hotel like a beta bitch boy. I'm not going out there anymore. I'm not trying to get killed by some vagrant, some hooligan with a knife or a gun who knows that they're not going to get picked up by the police for doing crime. So I'll stay safe and beta in my hotel room. Businesses are, are leaving at an immense rate. There's a mass exodus of businesses who don't want to pay the exorbitant rent charges for building leases there when they can go, you know, they can even go upstate or anywhere else, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, anywhere to have their businesses save a, a shitload of money and not have to deal with the rabble going on and the circus acts going on in there. And I don't blame them. It's terrible walking around and interacting with the people there. You know, say what you want about old New York City, you know, from a few years back. It was too busy. There was a lot of people. There was traffic everywhere. Felt uncomfortable. It was too high stress. You know, say what you want about that. It still had a quality about it that people enjoyed and sought. You know, it had a pulse. It had an energy. There was that it factor of New York that we all enjoyed about it. Everybody sought after that. That was like, that was the goal. When we were all kids, we wanted, I wanted to be a rich suit wearing millionaire working in the city. In the hustle and bustle, running around in the crowds, enjoying it. It was safe. That's what I wanted. It used to be, you know, if you made it in New York City, that was it. That's where you wanted. That was your goal. Just like Frankie said, if I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. Frankie Sinatra, may he rest in peace. Now, any old broke dick can make it in New York City. You're a millionaire pedophile trying to hide out. You can make it. You're a walking, talking pile of pig shit with no job, no money. Maybe you have an internship in there. and Your, your parents are paying for everything through their trust fund for you. You're in. You're some street urchin bum who likes to jack off in broad daylight in the middle of the sidewalk for everyone to see. Welcome to New York, buddy. You're in too. You remember the sign? I, 
the placard was the Ellis Island or Statue of Liberty, Liberty that said, you know, give us your tired, you're sick, you're hungry, you're lonely, what have you. I think the leaders in New York City, I call them leaders loosely, I think they took that plaque and that saying, and they're only accepting that now. Give me only your tired and your sick and your criminals and your mooching, murdering, stealing, raping, beta bitch boys. We'll take all of them. We'll continue driving out businesses and other well-to-do, hardworking individuals that made this city great and safe and secure and happy. We don't need any of that. We want the hoodlums. Give us them instead. But I guess I'm the piece of shit for calling it like I see it and not being tolerant of what's going on, of the, of the selectively welcoming nature of New York City now. You're right. Sorry, I don't tolerate crime and anarchy in the places I work or the places I live. Sorry, I don't want to see some drug addict homeless man jacking off in the middle of the day shooting heroin right there, middle afternoon. I'm trying to get to work. I'm trying to walk to work. I got bills to pay. Student loans to pay. Thanks a lot, Embry Riddle. You know, I don't have time to get lured in by some criminal into an alleyway where he's going to try to rob me for drug money. Sorry, I don't tolerate that. I don't have time for it. Nobody should have time for that. Get your shit together, New York. Figure the shit out. It's fucking embarrassing. Sorry, Terrence. Family show, I know. At least it's not all bad, though. I will say that. I will admit it wasn't all bad in New York. The food was still incredible. Still better than anything you're going to get anywhere else in the country. No doubt about it. You could say what you want. California's got the best fish tacos and blah, blah. New York, that's where the food capital of the country is. Way better than anything else. I got, I got pizza from a small chain in New York, three or four business, you know, storefront chain, not even a mom and pop joint, just a, a, a chain, which is usually worse. It's usually garbage. That pizza will blow your balls off compared to anything you're going to get anywhere else. Maryland doesn't, no pizza stands a chance next to that. And that wasn't even the good pizza there. Also, the city was empty. It was unbelievable. No crowds. You didn't have to ride a wave of people to get to where you needed to go. And hopefully you can get off in time to to get to, you know, to your office space. It was empty. There was no crowds. You could walk you could cross the streets. You could walk. You had free reign of everything. It was great. And there was no traffic too. So if you were driving in, if you were a commuter, you didn't have to worry about traffic. I drove in 30 minutes. I hit lights. That was it. That was the only traffic, was the traffic lights. There was no cars. There was no bumper to bumper stopped like it used to be. Looked like a, you know, it looked like a, a model where just cars were still. Nobody's moving anywhere. It wasn't like that at all. You can go anywhere. 
change lanes. It was wonderful. Hotel prices were cheaper too. It was only like half what it normally would be during the summer seasons. Half price for hotels. It's crazy. You know, you could, if you wanted to, you know, even though Broadway is shut down, the museums are shut down, all the entertainment and clubs and nightlife is kind of shut down. If you still wanted the entertainment and the show for cheap, you still go in there. It's empty. You go in, you get a cheap half price hotel. You go outside, you put up, set up a lawn chair, you watch the street urchins and the clowns and the bums entertain you for free. It's right there in front of your faces. Crazy. And I know it's probably safer, you know, further uptown in Billionaire's Row where all the richies live. They probably have, still have security and protection. You know, they're driving the rabble down south to where I was staying. So I'm sure it's still nice up there. Because you still have those, those billionaires, the blue check marks on Twitter from New York that are so tapped out of reality, still twitting about, oh, New York is still great. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a wonderful place. So you got to know that in their bubble of safety and security and piles of gold coins like Scrooge McDuck, it's probably still better for them up there. You know, why don't you go down, have your driver chauffeur you down further south in Chelsea and Soho and all the other places that were ravaged by the riots. Go check that area out and let me know what you think of New York City then. Don't worry. Your driver will keep your window up. You don't have to put your window down so you don't have to physically experience anything in reality. You can still be in your bubble of safety and money. But go check it out. Let me know what you think. Meanwhile, all the working stiffs will still be out there in the quote-unquote war zone, if you will, with no police, no safety or security, but still good food. We'll go hang out and tough it out for you guys so that you can safely and, and comfortably twit out your pandering nonsense. But I'm going to cut it here. I could go on about it all day, every day. I'm going to be back up there a lot. So expect more bitching from me about the situation up, uh, up in the epicenter of the COVID and the riots. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening today, guys. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed my bitch sessions. Um, don't forget, you know, go on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Libretti Podcast Diary Show. Like, subscribe, comment, listen in, tell your friends, submit, submit the ratings. You know, uh, I love listening or, or, excuse me, reading the reviews. Uh, so go do that. They're great. Um, tell everybody about it so they can listen in and, and give me their feedback and enjoy it or not enjoy it or what the hell ever. Um, go on Instagram is where I post all the, the crap for the show, the polls, the Stu Got stuff references to episodes um at lpd underscore show on instagram and uh you know and tell all your friends about that too so um again next week looking forward to having the studio set up so be prepared for that uh if you got any ideas don't forget email libretti podcast diary at gmail.com give me your Stu Gotts ideas your lpds poll questions anything you got um i like 
I love, you know, reading that stuff and then trying to use it on the next episode. So keep it going. Keep, keep, you know, keep the ideas flowing for me. Uh, and then hopefully next week we'll have a really a legitimate looking studio, at least, you know, where the camera's showing and uh, things will, you know, things are starting to look up for us here at the LPDS bill. So thanks again, everybody. Hope you enjoyed and, uh, you know, stay strong. And I was talking to your mother just the other night. I told her I thought you were an asshole. She said, yes, I think you're right. And all.